A reading from the beginning of the first letter of St. John. Beloved, what was from the beginning, what we have heard, what we have seen with our eyes, what we looked upon and touched with our hands, concerns the word of life. For the life was made visible. We have seen it and testify to it and proclaim to you the eternal life that was with the Father and was made visible to us. What we have seen and heard, we proclaim now to you so that you too may have fellowship with us for our fellowship is with the Father and with his Son, Jesus Christ. We are writing this so that our joy may be complete. The word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Rejoice in the Lord, you just. Rejoice in the Lord, you just. The Lord is King. Let the earth rejoice. Let the many isles be glad. Clouds and darkness are around him. Justice and judgment are the foundation of his throne. The mountains melt like wax before the Lord, before the Lord of all the earth. The heavens proclaim his justice, and all peoples see his glory. Light dawns for the just, and gladness for the upright of heart. Be glad in the Lord, you just, and give thanks to his holy name. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. We praise you, O God, we acclaim you as Lord. The glorious company of apostles praise you. Alleluia, Alleluia, Alleluia. The Lord be with you. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to St. John. On the first day of the week, Mary Magdalene ran and went to Simon Peter, and the other disciple whom Jesus loved, and told them that they have taken the Lord from the tomb, and we don't know where they put him. So Peter and the other disciple went out and came to the tomb. They both ran, but the other disciple ran faster than Peter and arrived at the tomb first. 
He bent down and saw the burial cloth there, but did not go in. When Simon Peter arrived after him, he went into the tomb and saw the burial cloth there, and the cloth that had covered his head, not with the burial cloth, but rolled up in a separate place. Then the other disciple also went in, the one who had arrived at the tomb first. And he saw, and he believed. The Gospel of the Lord. John has often been called the more mystical or the more spiritual of the apostles. And when we compare the Gospel of St. John with the so-called synoptics, Mark, Matthew, and Luke, that certainly makes sense. His writing is clearly influenced by a deep reflection on the same events that he experienced with Jesus. A possible cause for that may be that he has lived with the Blessed Virgin under one roof. After the dying, Jesus brought the two together. Nailed on the cross, he said, Woman, behold your son. And to John, he said, Behold your mother. So it may not be for nothing that John thus became the apostle who would often equate God with the word love. From John comes the expression, God is love. And he called himself the one whom Jesus loved. And much of what John writes speaks of a tenderness that can only be found through genuine human love. It's not some platonic fantasy as we find with the Gnostic writers whom John fought against. In his first letter, John says, what we have heard, what we have seen with our own eyes, what we looked upon, and touched with our hands, concerns the word of life. And he speaks, of course, about the God who has been made visible through Jesus Christ, his friend and savior, and which experience must have been enhanced by living with the mother of God, the one who brought Jesus into this world. But this love is not a possessive love. It's not an exclusive claim on another human being. Because the joy of having this love is not complete if it is not shared within the communion of saints. Now there seems to be, to be some confusion today about sainthood. Remember, 
the early Christians called one another saint. They would say in the morning, hey, hi, saint. And you would say, hi, saint. You were sainthood because they were touched by the promise that came from Christ being in the flesh, God being in the flesh. There is a lot that is not perfect and that we can hold on, on and gripe about, but what counts is that hope that was spread through that unique event. And in our modern passion to, pa to pass judgment on historic people, several have been questioned to be worthy of this title saint. And that is because they may have done something wrong according to the current standards. Now, in this case, may we remember that the criterion for sainthood always has been that demonstrable generosity inspired by the love of God. That doesn't mean that they are perfect. They are human after all. But they certainly have helped the church to proclaim the goodness of the Lord. And they have shared their hope for eternal salvation with many. And in the end, that is what counts. So with hopeful hearts, let us now lift our prayers to our Heavenly Father. That the Holy Spirit may guide all members of the Church to continue to grow in holiness and faith. Let us pray to the Lord. Lord, hear our prayer. That the glory of the Lord may be revealed and bring joy to all peoples this Christmas season. Let us pray to the Lord. Lord, hear That the love of Jesus may offer hope and bring joy to those who are grieving the loss of a loved one during this Christmas season. Let us pray to the Lord. That the Holy Spirit may guide this assembly in the ways of charity and hospitality. Let us pray to the Lord. Lord, hear our prayer. That God may welcome the souls of the faithful departed to rejoice in eternal fellowship with the Father and the Son. Let us pray to the Lord. Lord, hear our prayer. And we continue to pray for Elaine, Elaine Mossman who travels a difficult road at the moment. May our prayers, our sustained hope for her well-being may be truly acceptable and experienceable by her. And our special prayer is asked for the intentions of Amber 
and Aluna for whom this Mass is offered. Let us pray to the Lord. God of heaven and earth, we rejoice in you. Please hear our prayers and grant them according to your holy will through Christ our Lord. Amen. 